cliffcentral.com. All right, it's time for Internet Central. You know, every week we check out something to do with the Internet that will help people understand the net better. Now, uh, this week we'd look at the state of cyberbullying. You know, Ben is a cyberbully. He bullied Bob Skinstat a while ago. <laughs> yeah, he did. He's very aggressive on the Internet. He looks for trouble with a lot of people. Uh, he gets into fights all the time. Tours. Tours. So we're going to get uh, our own Rianette Liebowitz on the line. Rianette, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm very well, thank you. And you guys? Excellent. Now, we're used to talking to you on a Tuesday anyway because um, you come in with Timothy Maurice a lot of the time and help us out with figuring out the state of many social media ills. Uh, you are an expert in, in figuring out how people can be a little safer online because people don't think about these things until it happens to them. But what is the state of cyberbullying in South Africa? Well, I'm glad that we're talking about cyberbullying because I think it's such a it's a term that's been used so often now mm-hmm. that people probably underestimate how serious the problem is. And when we talk about cyberbullying, it mostly relates to kids and young people bullying each other. When an adult comes into the picture, we're talking about um, sexual predators and pedophiles and so forth and harassment. Unless so, it's Ben look, because he abuses everyone equally online. Say again? Ben is horrible to a lot of celebrities online. Come on, Ben. Yeah, I forgot. You must yeah, please that's, listen up today. That's me. I've got issues, yeah. <laughs> All right, so Rianette, help us figure this out. Come on. Okay, so let me give you some stats. Because in last year, 2014, UNISA actually published some interesting statistics. They did a study with about 1,500 learners mm-hmm. in counting. Right. And what was quite Nice to see is that 97.7% of the youth have, or those kids have access to the internet, which is great. I mean, if you think about, you know, education and how we are moving forward and so forth. What was quite strange though is that, um, most of them access PCs at schools and so forth, but 27% of them have their own laptops. And those laptops are in their rooms most of the time, we can assume, right? Uh-huh. 87% of them use cell phones. Right. And when they ask them what platforms they use most on social media networks, they were everything from dating to Instagram, of course, and YouTube. Mm-hmm. But the three highest used ones are WhatsApp, Facebook, and BBM. BBM was still there. Yeah. So from a WhatsApp perspective, something that I don't think people realize is that you need to be 16 to use WhatsApp. And you it's see, that's, it's so that's in those terms and conditions that nobody ever reads, right? That's it. Those terms and conditions are actually quite important to read. And, in, you know, when it comes to bullying and so forth, that's one side of it. But just an FYI for everybody listening is that it's probably a good idea to go and check out the terms and conditions just so that if you ever get in trouble, you know where to fly to because where most of the jurisdiction areas are in the States. So if your child, for instance, is using WhatsApp Mm -hmm. and they're underage, you will be the legal person having to represent or go on their behalf. So things like that to keep in mind. But what do you mean? Um, The only way to figure this out is to actually fly to a place in America to sort it out if there's a problem? Well, if, if if it ends up in court. Oh, okay. Yes, then that's where those laws will apply. Okay, let's start at the beginning. A lot of people don't read these things. They download the app. They start using it. People under the age of 16, for example, um, a lot of people will sign up with a fake age on Facebook or on Twitter or anywhere else. 
And yes. you can easily circumvent these rules and regulations and terms and conditions. So you get on there and you're a kid. And yeah. you end up being a victim of some other kid who's cyberbullying you. Uh, let's say that you go to school and the other people at school have you as a friend and then they start abusing you at home. And there's a whole lot of stuff that happens. Is there any recourse for you in South African law? Yes. Luckily, um, look, this is a challenge because some of the laws are still being written and this is new. So there are a couple of things um, that we need to look at. First of all, kids need to be cyber savvy. And they, look, I always say it's like the highway. The highway is not bad. And that's what the internet is for. Is it takes us from point A to 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 be. Mm-hmm. However, there are those drunk drivers and people without licenses driving on the cyber highway. Mm-hmm. And in most instances, these, the youth is the, those are the guys without the licenses. Mm-hmm. So they don't even realize they are bullying someone. But now if you are the victim and you are either being bullied through images, words, it can even be drawings, it can even be talking about someone you love, then what you need to do, first of all, is do not engage or interact. That's the first rule. And then secondly, take screenshots so that you've got some evidence to use if if you need to go to the police and so forth, if it really gets serious. Um, and for the youth, they have to have to tell their parents about it so that they can actually start, you know, keeping track of the how it progresses. Because cyberbullying, we have to remember, it's not a once-off thing. And... Um, I'm passionate about this topic because if you think about what kids do nowadays, let's say we all have a WhatsApp group in class and they have a contest. They say, who's the stinkiest kid in class? <laughs> Your name gets mentioned. Yeah. And then they vote and you you win. So now you've been chosen as the stinkiest kid in class. Right. People reject you. They take you off their profiles. They don't want to be associated with you, mm-hmm. whether it's online or physically at school. So you are actually being rejected and that's why many kids, I mean, they are not ready to deal with that type of pressure. They stay home. They don't go to school. They get depressed. Their parents think they are really being, you know, it's out of line because how can you take these kids so seriously? And then it goes down the path of depression. And ultimately, and what we've seen so sadly happen is that kids commit suicide. Mm-hmm. So the talking about to your parents about it, keep the evidence, the screenshots. And then if it really gets hectic, then remember the Protection Against Harassment Act actually can help you. I'll talk a little bit about that now. Then it's a good idea to engage with forensic analysts and you can go to the police. Now, currently, it's the police is a it's a tough one because you need to go to the right people at the police. And that's why Safety Net, the organization that I represent, is is really working hard to get those systems or make it easier for victims and their parents. Um, in terms of the Protection Against Harassment Act, you want me to tell you a little bit more about that? Well, how about the, the let's let's deal with some things that all of us have to put up with every day. Um, if if someone keeps spamming you, is that a kind of cyberbullying in a way? Um, are you able to, to to take action if someone keeps spamming you with stuff that you didn't subscribe yourself to? Yes, you can. And luckily, I mean, if you think about the protection of, um, you know, Personal Information Act and so forth, then there's definitely ways for you to protect yourself. And first of all, you can unsubscribe and then they need to, if they don't 
adhere to that or they don't respect that, uh-huh. then you can certainly make a case. And I would recommend that people look at the Protection Against or from Harassment Act. Right. It's online available at um, justice.gov.za. Right. And um, because this act is really, a, it's not just for physical harassment. It actually has a clause that's um, been recently, at, you know, been put into into the act that says it's for any digital communication, whether it's email, fax, even whoever you still facts. uses faxes. Um, fax. Yeah. Do you remember those things? There, so uh, um, like I say, I don't know who uses faxes, yeah. but it's it's still covered in the act. So you can get protection. And for instance, um, the order. How does it? How does this protect us? It gives you a, a easy way. To get a an order against someone, and so by the way, you you can actually, as a child, you can get protection for yourself or someone else if you are if you know of a friend being hurt and so forth. All right, practical example. Let's say Mabali is tired of Ben relentlessly cyberbullying her on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's just he's just relentless. He's mean to her the whole time. What can she do? Uh, outside of having to go to court, because that's your last resort, is she able to complain to Ben's employer? Is she able to register complaints with Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter? How does it work at, at the first step? Well, the easiest step is just to, you know, take Ben off all her profiles, and she doesn't have to engage with him on um, via Facebook and social media accounts. In so other words, block him. Block him, right. report his messages as well. And um, I must say Facebook is really, Facebook, Twitter, most of these social media platforms are really eager and helpful when it comes to protecting people. Um, so that's that would be the first step. Right. And like I say, still keeping the evidence. And then if it really gets serious, you involve forensic analysts hmm. where they can track the person um, because she wouldn't probably know that it's Ben, you know. Ben would probably have an, another person's photo. <laughs> yes, he would. Um, and hide his identity. Because so what, here's what happens. To... I mean, like for, for a start, Ben would use his, his proper original one first and he'd attack her from <laughs> there until she blocked him. Then he'd start a fake one. Yes. Called like Mabale underscore hater. And then he'd mm-hmm. go and abuse her from there. Now, if someone could foreseeably keep on doing this and keep on doing this, you actually have to find the person, right? They're, you have to find their real identity. You have to find out where they live. You have to find out their phone numbers. And then... I suppose it would be an easy step to say, Ben, if you don't stop attacking me, I'm going to tell your boss, I'm going to tell your colleagues, I'm going to tell your family, I'm going to tell your bank manager and all of these things. And that would normally get someone to stop. Yeah, and it's, it's sometimes really good to go to the police and get the forensic analysts involved because the, the likelihood that this person is doing the same to other people is really good. Mm-hmm. And um, who, you know, who knows what they're doing with child victims. Um, so, but how do you deal with the cyberbullying and harassment, Gareth? I, you know what I do? I just, um, I ignore it. On a, on a bad day, I've said this before, on a bad day, it really gets to me and I want to quit Twitter completely. Um, but on a good day, I, I just ignore. Yeah. And you know That's what's good. really, you know what's useful, oh. Rianette, particularly on Twitter, is rather than blocking someone because then you're almost giving them attention anyway. You mute, yes. you mute them. They don't even know that you can't see their messages anymore, but you just don't have their messages in your feed. 
Yeah, that's good. It's like, you know, people who don't like a specific radio show or TV show, it's no. like press the buttons, you know, flip the channel, right. go to another place. Absolutely. Yeah, so choose wisely who you listen to and what you, what you open yourself up to. But if I may mention one thing is mm-hmm. that child pornography is a really, really big issue. Mm-hmm. And that's how most young people are being bullied yep. because they are really, they're not aware when they take those photos that, um, how it's going to end up, yeah. which brings us to another big issue and something that I'm more and more realizing is actually the main, if, if we look at the umbrella of everything, is your online reputation management because it's everything is online. It's going to stay there. And I mean, if you're young, you're still building your CV, your online profile. Mm-hmm. When you've been using it for a long time, I mean, you've got books and books and books written already about you. So it's just important for people to, to consider their online reputation management. Right. And that's, that's down to everything from removing pictures where you're throwing up in someone's garden to abusive, yes. to abusive tweets that you've sent to somebody else because future employers, people who are doing business with you, even people who don't know you, who might look you up overseas, They'll see these things and they'll go, ugh, that's not a, a very decent person to be involved with. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, the scary thing is, though, that you might not even know of these videos that are, that you are starring in. Mm-hmm. You know, someone else might have been the paparazzi that day. Yeah. So it actually motivates us to behave really very well when, whenever we go out. Um, and it, I just think I thought of something else, Gareth, and that's the, the cyber crimes and cyber security bill that yeah. was recently announced. And what excites me about this part or this piece is that it deals, <clears throat> excuse me, with the use of the internet for terrorist purposes. Mm. And it actually criminalizes computer hacking mm. and the unlawful acquisition of confidential data and uh, makes the unlawful inter- interception of data a criminal offense. That's good, so, though. That's I think there are news. many people who think it's nice and it's fun to to be a hacker, hmm. but for now, it's just important to keep in mind that it's making it a criminal offense to create, obtain, sell, purchase, or use hmm. anything from malware, viruses, um, Trojan horses, all of those things. Well, that's terrific news. I'm very, very happy to hear that because I think a lot of people would uh, think twice about hacking someone else's stuff. Oh, yes. All right. Very good. good Thank idea. you, Rianette. If people want to reach you, where can they get hold of you? Um, SafetyNet is a good place to go. It's um, And I would encourage people to please check out our Facebook page. It's S-A-V-E-T, Net, save because we aim to net. save lives mm-hmm. by creating awareness for responsible digital engagement. And if I may, Gareth, we, we really feel passionate about teaching the kids and um, getting them up to speed to be cyber savvy. Mm-hmm. And we have launched a campaign where companies and people can actually sponsor talks at schools because we want to get to as many schools as possible. And I'm, we're not just talking to the learners. We're oh. also talking to the teachers because they don't know what to do with a child when there's a learner with pornography on his phone. Right. I mean, do you call the police? Do you call the parents? Do you confiscate the phone? And by law, they're supposed to call the police. Right, so, well, yeah, we would love to speak to as many um, of the schools as possible. So that's S-A-V-E-T-Net. Yeah. Safety net dot co dot z a. 
um, dot com. Dot com. And uh, the information is on our Facebook page. And yeah, we have our tickets available online on Quicket. So it's very easy. People can make a donation or they can sponsor the whole talk. So yeah, that would be great. And um, thank you for the opportunity. Sure. We, we, I'm glad that you're talking about these issues. All right. Thank you, Renette. Very good. Okay. There we go. That's Renette Leibowitz. You can catch her on uh, Timothy Maurice's show often on a Tuesday morning talking about uh, the internet and what you should know about and what you should be careful of on the internet. And if you want to know more, you can also go to mweb.co.za forward slash Norton Mobile Security. If you're unsure of your own phone, your own iPad, your own tablet, and your own laptop safety settings, and you want to make sure that you're okay, that you're in the clear, that you're safe, all you have to do is go to www.mweb.co.za forward slash Norton Mobile Security, one word. To find out more, Mabs, how secure do you think your devices? Um, my laptop and phone are probably the most secure of my devices. Mm-hmm. That's what you think. That's what I hope. That's what you think. Flex has been tapping into your private calendar for a long time. You know, sometimes I have the the techies, the tech geniuses, um, have a look at my devices and help me out a little bit, like yeah. Greg and, you know. And those are the people you should be most afraid of. They, they know everything <laughs> about they're, you. They're the hackers. They yeah. know how to get into places. <laughs> um, Greg says he's having trouble with the uh, streaming on the app, so we'll check that out for you, Greg. It's a different Greg. And then Ian says... If that's all illegal, what about Rika that gives the government permission to intercept our stuff? Well, that's an interesting point, Ian, because um, recently there have been some stories in the news about how the government has illegally been watching and monitoring some journalists, some people in politics who are not in the government. And uh, there are a couple of questions being raised by, among others, you know, there are a lot of NGOs who do some great work in this respect. Um what is the the group called? They're the same people who get involved every time there's an issue around freedom of expression. I can't remember them for the moment, but I'll uh, I'll recall later on, and then I'll I'll remember to mention it to you. But these guys do great work, and there are lots of people who are watching that government isn't watching because it's fine and all good and well. We all want government to intercept terrorists, for example, and we all want government to. To stop uh, people from hacking into our private stuff. But what if government are the main offenders? It's a good question.